The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Cal Thomas and Marion McCone join us in the States. But Marion, I'm going to start with you because I understand that you actually knew uh, Corkman David O'Connell, the bishop who was murdered in recent days in Los Angeles. Tell us about him, please. Well, I I met him a few times, Matt. I didn't know him that well, but I, I had several hilarious conversations with him frankly he was he was a really exceptional man I, I think it really has to be said at a time when the Catholic Church deservedly gets a huge amount of criticism there are people like him who really toil in the trenches he was I can't tell you how beloved he was by the people in Los Angeles because he worked in all the really tough areas he worked in Watts for years with you know dealing with gangs working with homeless people uh, he was at the Monterey Park shooting minutes after it happened there were people I went to a memorial service for him last night and just the the story it was informal it was outside his house he actually lived in an incredibly modest house. It's not the sort of house, let me tell you, you would normally associate with, with bishops. Uh, when I spoke to him last, a couple of years ago, he expressed frustration at being a bishop. He said that most of his time was, was spent in administration now, and that he had lost the time that he had before to, to help people directly, to deal with them. But I said, a very witty man, incredibly empathic and and very funny and you know one of the women who was there last night she said he baptized her um almost 40 years ago and she said she still has a picture of me baptized her on saint patrick's day and he wore a green hat during the baptism um loved fun like you know and but but what did incredibly difficult work as well in a very very low-key way and the whole neighborhood and community is shocked there were people there from watts as well who had known him from when he worked with gangs back in the rodney king era he was active back around then in trying to bring peace back to the community. Um, I did a lot of work with migrants. I'd spoken to him about that topic in particular a couple of times when I was making trips to the border. I was very active in helping people in Mexico as well, put a lot of people through school and college in the States. You know, really, it's, it's as I say, the, the, again, the stories that people told me, there was one man there last night who had known him for almost 50 years. His wife introduced him. He wasn't Catholic, but he said he became Catholic and that he would come to their apartment. They were very poor people. He worked at a gas station and he said he came to their apartment for dinner all the time and was not, apparently the Pope used to refer to him and two other bishops as the triplets because they were all or, they were all made bishops on the same day and they were all known to be quite opinionated. He was very liberal. He he expressed support for, you know, he said basically the family concept is changing. The nuclear family isn't what it is, what it used to be now. You can't stop people from coming to the church because they're gay couples because you know whatever he was very inclusive and that got him into trouble more okay. than once I can I, tell you can, do we know what happened Yes, we, we do. Um, last night, apparently, uh, the, the, his housekeeper's husband has been arrested and, and is in custody. It seems there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he went to the house sometime either late on Saturday, on Friday night or early on Saturday morning, and he shot him dead. Now, apparently, this man has had mental issues before he's been troubled. There were, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always reluctant to, to say things that haven't been confirmed firm, but apparently there were suggestions that there may have been domestic violence in in his home as well. Uh, the, the, um, the housekeeper that he had for the same 10 years, the bishop, and it's understood that the man, and this man, Carl, 
Carlos Medina also worked as a handyman around his house and took his dog for a walk and stuff like that. He knew him well. It was only um, so it, it, it's not clear yet exactly when the shooting took place. The postmortem will reveal that. But it was a deacon of the church who turned up at at. Uh, Bishop O'Connell's house when he didn't turn up for a meeting and he found him on on uh, Saturday afternoon. So um, he had been shot dead, and and it was dreadfully it, sad. It, it, it is and, and quite shocking, as I said. He was he was at the Monterey Park shooting. He was helping the local residents there. There are a lot of Catholics in Monterey Park, and you know, less than a month later, he's shot dead himself. Okay, let's move on to other topics. Cal Thomas, how proud are you of your President Joe Biden and his trip to Kyiv yesterday to support Ukraine as it fights off the Russian invasion? Well, Matt, I think uh, part of it is uh, show business and uh, politics, and there's politics involved in everything. But I think there's some legitimate criticism from people in Palestine, Ohio, and among some Republicans in Congress that he's gone over to Ukraine to hand over another $500 billion of money that we don't have, borrowed money, when uh, he's doing absolutely nothing for the poor people of Palestine who are suffering through uh, this uh, train derailment uh, a few days ago that has released not only top Toxic fumes in the air, but in their water, they can't drink water. They have to have bottled water. Fish are dying, people with headaches and the rest. So that's one thing. The second thing is that we still have not heard what the objective of the administration and the United States government is in this. Is it a stalemate? Is it to defeat Putin? Is it to uh, roll back Russian troops? Uh, I'm very concerned about this because uh, Putin made a speech uh, uh, today in which he has pulled out of the final nuclear agreement, the START uh, agreement, and you've got people like Zelensky now who's talking about a World War III with nuclear weapons. That's incredibly irresponsible to talk about. So uh, I, I just don't really understand what our objectives are in Ukraine, and I wish that the president would tell us. By the sounds of that, Carl, you want him just to focus on domestic issues and leave Ukraine to its own future, irrespective of the rights, and no rights, the wrongs of what the Russians are doing in that country and the knock-on implications of that aggressiveness for the rest of the world. You know, I remember a quote from my good friend, the late uh, Senator George McGovern, who was the Democratic presidential nominee in 1972. Uh, his remarks uh, happened to refer to uh, America's involvement in Vietnam, and George said, we can't be the policemen of the world. There are a lot of bad things happening around the world with a lot of bad people. And we can't be everywhere. And we've got a $31 trillion debt. And what about Europe's responsibility? I mean, the Germans, the French have done very, very little, NATO members. Uh, why does it always have to be on the back of American taxpayers? Because it isn't, Cal, because there's an enormous amount being done by European Union member countries. And what Ukraine is looking for from the United States is not boots on the ground, but is looking for, along with the EU, additional equipment to allow it to fight back better against Russia. And why not be able to do that at the same time as dealing with legitimate issues such as the impact of the train derailment in East Palestine? But they're not dealing with it, Matt, and that's the problem. And I think the optics are very, very bad. Ohio is a very important state in presidential elections. And uh, I'm watching sound bites of people being interviewed there. And uh, there's some really nasty things being said about President Biden. He finally got around to sending his EPA director there. But FEMA, 
which shows up for hurricane damage, is, is not doing anything. The people are not being helped there. And ultimately, while foreign policy may be of interest to some people, domestic policy is of even greater interest. What do you make of all that, Marion? Well, I, I think that there, there's no equivalence, Cal. I'm, I'm astonished. Uh, you know, it, it's, I'm actually quite amused here at the moment to hear the sudden concern of Republicans about environmental issues. My God, I've never heard them say a word before and suddenly they're jumping up and down. This is really serious, what happened in East Palestine. I absolutely agree. Uh, there's a lot that needs to change with the way these rail companies work. Uh, but the two are just, uh, you're talking, you're not even talking apples and oranges, you're talking cabbages and I don't know, pick any fruit you want. Uh, what's going on, uh, Biden's trip to Ukraine is a historic trip. It's completely important. This is not, you know, if people People had said this in World War II, where would we be? This is a fight, as he said, and he made it perfectly clear, about democracy. This is a choice between democracy and tyranny. And if Russia is allowed to get away with this, if, if the West doesn't say enough and put down, lay down a really clear marker and stick with it, what happens next? What happens? Does China take that as a sign? You know, Biden can't win with Republicans. If he had done nothing, he'd be accused of abdicating his responsibilities. When he stands up tall and leads and, and ter- puts America into a leadership role, people start quibbling about East Palestine as though the two are mutually exclusive. DPA director is in East Palestine at the moment. And it is the company, it, it's the railroad that needs to take responsibility. I've spoken with their spokespeople. They say that they've already started doing that. Uh, and yes, the government has a role to play in regulation, making sure this doesn't happen. But to suggest you, you can't just put these two in the same bag. It's totally disingenuous to do it. Marianne, can you define the Americans' objective in Ukraine? Is it victory? Is it stalemate? What is it? I don't know what it is. Well, you know, I think that's a fair question. I think there is an element that America wants to contain and weaken Russia, that Russia is leeching troops, it's leeching blood, it's leeching treasure at the moment. And of course, America is probably quite happy for that to happen strategically. It means that Putin will be less of a nuisance in Africa and the Middle East in future. But the, the, I think Biden has made the objective clear that they want... Basically, I think Crimea is is in the air, but they want Putin pushed back. They want Ukraine to be freed. They want Ukraine to be where it was a year ago, basically. And I think that is a laudable achievement. I think the US could give a lot more troops, uh, not troops, I beg your pardon. Uh, they could give a lot more equipment. And I think they could give more money. Japan just gave $5.5 billion today. Biden gave another $500 million, you know, what, less than 10% of that. Now, I think that they should be considering giving fighters jets. I think that this has all changed and I think that this nonsense as well about the Abrams tanks, that they were too complicated for the Ukrainians, but apparently they weren't too complicated for the Saudis when they went into Yemen. I think that's all been nonsense. I think that the US, you know, it really needs to get 100% behind Ukraine in terms of supplying equipment and the EU as well. And I think that, you know, the stakes are too high for, for any kind of equivocation. Putin needs to know that this is not going to work for him and that there are going to be more sanctions announced as well. And I think China needs to see it too, to see the result of, of the West. We can't recover all that equipment from Afghanistan. That would be nice. But well, we'll right be. along. Well, you know, Cal, nobody asked you to go invite invading Afghanistan. That was something that the Bush administration took upon itself to do. Yeah, and supported by the Democrats at the time, too. And I, I said I thought we stayed too long. We got Osama bin Laden, but uh, now we're back to square one with the Taliban running the show and discriminating against girls. So I don't know what was achieved there. 
Well, what about your old employer, Fox News, Cal? Whatever remaining credibility it has surely is gone now with the revelations from the uh, legal filings in the Dominion case against it. Dominion been the company that was accused of manipulating, manipulating the voting machines during the 2020 presidential election. Baseless false claims, which it turns out the Fox people knew, but still aired because all they cared about was protecting their ratings. It's a disgrace, Matt. And by the way, I was never an employee. I was only a contributor, but uh, be that as it may. Uh, the real problem in so much of cable news now, and not only cable, but all, also on some uh, broadcast networks, is there are almost no real journalists anymore. Do any of these people come up through the ranks covering school board meetings, mayor elections, emergency rooms and hospitals? No. They get out of uh, college and they, and they go to the network that uh, best reflects their worldview. Uh, I think it is absolutely disgusting what has happened. Uh, people like Sean Hannity and others who are not journalists, who knew that this stuff was, uh, was wrong, that it was a lie, but they went on and promoted it anyway, as you say, for the ratings. I think it's disgusting. There's too much of that in the media these days. MSNBC is the flip side of Fox. They do the same thing. Too many people come from government onto the, onto networks and then go back to government again. I remember the late John Chancellor, who was an NBC uh, anchor for many years and then went on to be head the Voice of America. He said uh, everybody in journalism ought to be allowed one trip to the other side, meeting government or whatever, and then you have to decide what you want to do. We've lost Marianne, all that. Marion, MSNBC may be perceived by some to be left of centre, but I don't think anyone's ever accused it of the type of deliberate falsification and misinformation practised by Fox, has it? No, again, there's just no comparison. Yes, MSNBC does have its its polemicists and its its very sort of left-wing um contributors and and some of its hosts but it sticks to the facts there isn't this has never happened i mean can you imagine in ireland like if you had a bunch of journalists saying the election was stolen the election was stolen when they knew that it hadn't been they'd never work again and deservedly so or england or any other country that i can think of i mean the fact that you have somebody like tucker carlson who demanded that a fact checker be fired for telling the truth and saying have you seen our stock price my god that none of this had anything to do with news or accuracy. It was because um, basically Fox watchers were leaving the, the company to go and watch Newsmax and other right-wing um, networks in, in protest because Fox had the temerity to correctly call Arizona for Joe Biden. And and so this was what they were doing to try to get them back, indulging lunatics like Sidney Powell um, and letting her come on and spout her lies and her conspiracy theories. And oh yeah, you know, the ghost of Chavez came back and flipped the machines for Trump. Yeah, I mean, this is the level that they were presenting as truth on Fox News. It's an utter disgrace. And, you know, I think that this, it, it, the defamation cases are coming up. One is for 1.6 million, which a million, the Smartmatic one is for, I, I beg your pardon, billion. Smartmatic is 1.7 billion. That's what three and a half billion dollars Fox is worth about four at the moment. They're in big trouble and deservedly so. Last word on this to you, um, Cal. At a time when I also see Marjorie Taylor Greene is looking for a national divorce at Republican and Democratic states need to be separated as part of a shrinking of federal government. 
Uh, we had that once. It was called the Civil War, and tens of thousands of people died. Uh, I think that she ought to be divorced from Congress, frankly. And uh, we got too many nutcases there, and she is one of the top nuts, in my view. And on that note, we will finish. Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown, thank you very much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, FM.